the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. Elon was on to something. Yeah, remember when Elon Musk paid $44 billion for Twitter? And he said lots of changes were going to be made. And remember how so many of the overly sensitive employees there were upset that someone who wasn't a quasi-communist might actually be taking over the company and try to be fair? And then Elon started asking people uh, what they did every day as in their job. And then he started firing some of those people, lots of them apparently. And the media said he was crazy, not to mention mean, because he couldn't possibly make Twitter better with fewer people. Well, apparently... Twitter was a lot like Google with lots of people who have food to eat all day and they have a nice buffet they can go to all day long and lounges there to hang out in when they feel pressured or triggered. Well, Elon now has only 1,500 employees. Still a pretty big company, but that's down from 8,000. That's an 80% decrease. And the company that was on track to lose $3 billion now has positive cash flow. Imagine that. There were people cashing paychecks from Twitter for a long time and doing nothing to help Twitter turn a profit. Not that they care about profits because they're communists, but anyway, they weren't doing much good. So how many of those people are still out on the street? And who was in charge of hiring all those people in the first place? That's a good question. Meanwhile, NPR has announced that it's quitting Twitter. It was only a few days ago that Elon decided to refer to NPR on Twitter as state-funded media. The CEO, John Lansing, said, quote, We are not putting our journalism on platforms that have demonstrated an interest in undermining our credibility and the public's understanding of our editorial independence. That was in a memo that he sent out. This is the same organization, by the way, that said this about not running the Hunter Biden story back in 2020. We don't want to waste our t- This is a quote. We don't want to waste our time on stories that aren't really stories, and we don't want to waste the reader's and listener's time on stories that are just pure distractions. That's what they said about the Hunter Biden story. And your tax dollars are paying for this. We'll have more on Twitter uh, in our second half hour. And when we come back, we're going to have a guy here who's going to explain his video that begins with the statement that 4.8 children dying is good news. And when he's finished, you're going to agree with him. Stick around. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this one you shouldn't ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money, so make sure you aren't overpaying. Keep every dollar you're entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely isn't fun. That's why at the Synergy Group, we work with tax professionals to help make sure you aren't paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at the Synergy Group today for your complimentary tax analysis. 412-673-7760. Don't do the IRS any favors. 412-673-7760. Securities offered through JW Cole Financial. Member FENRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through JW Cole Advisors. JW Cole Financial and JW Cole Advisors are not affiliated with the Synergy Group Incorporated. Neither the firm nor its agents or representatives may give tax advice. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. 
To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, things have never been worse. I think uh, most people would agree with that statement. I mean, look who's pretending to be president of the United States. And World War III is, uh, could be starting in about 20 minutes, but maybe most people are wrong. Ken LaCourt is a former producer at Fox News, and he's a blogger. You can find him on YouTube, Substack. And you can find him on this radio program a lot. He's been uh, on here several times. Good to, have, good to have you back, Ken. Thanks for doing it again. John, thanks for having me here. How are you today? Good, good. So good. Uh, you, you have a video out, and I said this in my intro uh, of the show, that 4.8 million dead kids is good news. So I think maybe I should let you explain that before we go any further. You know, it, it, it seems like a crazy thing. To say and so and that was the last uh, the last number that 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 the UN and other agencies came up with was about 4.8 million kids died two years ago uh, under the age of, of five years old and and on one hand that's like the most horrific thing you can ever think of I mean think of imagine you know a child dying and then happening millions of times and usually for stupid reasons like improper water or or you know in poor in poor countries where where these are all preventable deaths. But when you look at that number in history, it, it kind of blows your mind because just the year before it was a hundred thousand higher. Just in two thousand one, it was nine point seven million dead kids a year, and in a generation, literally in nineteen fifty, it was twenty million a year, and the number has just plummeted straight from since then. And don't forget, in nineteen fifty, there was about a third to half as many people on the planet. So per capita wise. It, it, it's it's a mind-bogglingly large and small number at the same time, and and it kind of goes to a lot of things. You know, we don't see 15 million kids walking around every every day who who didn't die last year. We don't see peace. You know, we hear you know it's fair to worry about about war and 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 about a nuclear war. But when you look at the numbers and you look at the percentage of people who've died in wars since the end of World War II, 
we're in a history, we're in a period of history in the greatest peace that has ever, ever been recorded on the planet that we know of. And in so many fundamental things, when you, when you look at poverty, education, and you look at the world, it's just getting a lot better, even though it doesn't look that way when you turn on the news or when you listen yeah. to John's show. Yeah, and I want to go through some of those things with you. You mentioned sure, sure. war. Let's start with that one. Um, you know, we've had the, well, we're, we've had the, the uh, war in Ukraine going on now for over a year. Um, but, you know, in our lifetime, you and I, we had the Vietnam War. We had, um, uh, you know, the, and, and since World War II, there have been plenty of wars around the planet. But to say that since the world World War II ended, and I was trying to remember today, Ken, it was World War One or World War Two the war that was going to end all wars. I, I forgot which one. It <laughs> I think is. that was World War One. Yeah, I do too. But, I mean, when you look at the percentage of of, of Americans who who died in, in the Civil War, which was a heck of a lot more than we lost in World War One and World War Two and all the rest of the wars combined. Yeah. Again, in a country that didn't have didn't have all that many people, and we were fighting on both sides there. Or when you looked at the tens and tens of millions of people who died in 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 World War II, and then you compare that to you know relatively small numbers in in, in Korea and in, and in Vietnam and and in these things, we really since the it, maybe it was the invention of the atom bomb or maybe it was other things, but Russia, you, you know, we've we've not. I think that this was the first time with the Ukraine invasion was the first time in our lifetimes that two countries with McDonald's in them actually fought each other in, in the sense that a lot of times like large countries, like we get involved in Vietnam or we get involved in, in, in smaller things or there'd be inter, interspersed things, yeah. but no serious countries, you know, none of the top GNP countries have gotten in a war since World War II against each other. Yeah. And, so, and, the, and the death rate shows up. Yeah. And so maybe we've given peace a chance, now, <laughs> even though, you know, we forgot to mention the Iraq war. Um, Afghanistan. Uh, that, yep. I don't know. They don't but necessarily you, qualify you, as wars. You maybe add, in, some people's you add in all of those. You can even add in regional conflicts and civil wars in that. Uh-huh. And you put and you put them on a line and 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 look at it versus World War One, World War Two, and, and some of the past. You know where you know you know some of the Genghis Khan wars where where twenty percent of the population you know was was some argue died in certain 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 conflicts. Uh, they, they pale in, they, they fortunately pale in significance, but you know, it, it, it begs the larger question of, of it's like, well, why do we get screwed up on so many things like this? Um, and, and I think it's a human nature thing that, that draws us to bad news. And I mean, look, there, there've been guys who tried to come up with, with good news channels and good news stations. They've all lost their shirts. I mean, there's a, there's a few little ones here or there, but, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. It's on the local, you know, the local news and up to the national news. As, you know, we focus on conflict. We focus on drama. We focus on the unusual. And so many of the good things that are happening in the world, even in America, I'll, I'll, I'll go on record to say that, you know, it just doesn't make a good two-minute segment. Yeah, you can't go on. Uh, I don't think it's very often that you're going to go on the uh, lead the 11 o'clock news in Chicago with, hey, Nobody was murdered in Chicago tonight, and that, make that be your story. Even though that would be an actual, that would be a that would, would actually be a, that would actually probably be a headline. Yeah, that is a. That, but if, you know, look, there's a story like like you know they're talking about in San Francisco. I live I live near San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, I'm like one of the four conservatives who they let into the yeah, city across right. the bridge, and 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 the city is 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 you know very up 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 in arms about two high profile uh, uh, murders uh, uh, attacks that happened. Mm-hmm. One was a murder. The the other was attacked. Yeah. You know, but if you look at murder rates or if you look at, you know, New York City, the 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 odds of you getting pushed on a subway are, you know, vanishingly close to a million to one, uh, if that. But we focus on those things. They're horrific. It's it's still a death. It's fair to do. But it 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 warps our sense of reality. Uh, I mean, look, even with this political stuff, all the stuff you said was was true. You know, we. We do seem to have a president who's who's more interested in, in where his next ice cream cone is coming yeah. from than anywhere else. But if you close up your computer and take a walk and outside, you know, you probably live in a very safe neighborhood. The air is clean. The water is clean. You can afford, you know, there's there's good medical care. It's like when, when you would you just close all that stuff for a little bit. America looks OK. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, and you were mentioning what is it that's that's causing people to think that things have never been worse. I know in in preparing for this show, there are times when I have to go. Is is the world really this insane, uh, or or am I just I'm, I'm like the stuff with the, uh, the stuff, and people on Twitter accuse me of being uh, obsessed with the transgender stuff, but it's just it's just so insane. And if you're on Twitter, it's everywhere. But you're right. If you walk outside, you're probably not going to see a woman who looks like, you know, who has a, a beard uh, telling you that she, how wonderful she is. He is. You know, you know it's funny because I'd ask this same question when I, when I was visiting with my nieces. Um, um, uh, well, a, a niece and her husband, both are teachers in a public school, different public schools. And I was like, how much is this happening? You know, how much is this happening? Because because in my political world, I open up my 20 websites in the morning. You look at Twitter, you know, you see it all over the place. And and, and you shouldn't ignore that. Right. It's like no, the British are coming. The British are coming. You can't be like, well, they're not here yet. And I don't know how many they're going to be. So ignore Paul Revere. But but it's good to ask them and ask teachers and, and to try to get. And that's why polling is nice, too, sometimes. Right. It, you know, it. When it's being honest, which is about a third to 60 percent of the time when, when they're actually trying to tell you the truth, it, it then lets you know how prevalent certain things are. And you're not making decisions just based on the anecdotes that you had. So, for instance, one of my nieces, she's like, look, I'm, she, she teaches in our Arcadia, California, which is largely Asian. And she's like, there's none of that here. Now, I talked to other teachers who are like, yeah, we've got a couple kids who are trying to be transgenders and, and, and this and that. But. But, you know, nothing's as bad as it's probably your Twitter feed. Yeah, and that, that's what I mean. It's, uh, yeah. And, and it's, it's the same um, with um, if you look at the school shootings. Right. Uh, after it happens, you know, nobody denies for one millisecond that it's the most hor- horrific thing you can think of happening. But it, it takes a couple of hours, and, uh, and, a, and a politician who's supposed to be smart will make a statement like, parents are afraid to send their kids to school because they're afraid they're going to be killed in a shooting. And, 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 and they shouldn't right, be. Because we fear we've, we've turned them into that. Yeah. But the fact that, that parents, some parents are buying backpacks with bulletproof backings yeah, in them. Yeah. And, like, and then you, know, you, you hate to say it because it's, you, it, sometimes if, if you don't do it exactly right, you come off like a cold-hearted bastard, right? Right. Of saying, oh my gosh, this little child who was just shot to death in school, which I can't, you know, is mind-blowingly horrific. Yeah. Saying, well, but you know, when you look at statistically, it's it's still in the kind of like eaten by shark or hit. Well, by no, your your thing. kid has a better chance of of dying when the school bus flips over, or or it's yeah. hit by a, hit by lightning. It's just not. And, it's just not it, something it, you should worry about. Us, it sometimes makes us respond to wrong things, right? We respond to the wrong fears. How many people have been afraid to fly because they're afraid of a plane crash and they yeah. jump in their car and go on vacation? It's right. like, okay, well, there's a clear, you made a mistake to keep yourself alive because yeah. when one airplane crashes, it's a week's news. And when 30,000 cars crash a year, it, it, it doesn't make the front pages. And, and so, uh, well, we're talking to Ken LaCourt. He's a former producer at Fox News, and we can find you where? On YouTube and your Substack? Yep, um, uh, YouTube and Substack. The name is Ken LaCourt, L-A-C-O-R-T-E. I've decided, and I haven't done it yet, but we're going to flip the switch and, 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 and call the, the, the blog and the videos that I do Elephants in Rooms. Okay, I because, like it. Because what I have a tendency to do is to talk about those things that maybe make you uncomfortable, but not uncomfortable conversations, hopefully. Uh, good. Uh, everything you do is really good. That's why I like having you on the show. So yeah, I appreciate it. what about, uh, you, you talk about in your video, which is uh, up there on YouTube, natural disasters. You have some stats on that, too. Natural disasters are another one that, you know, so, uh, that, that are just down, if you look at them, even over the last 50, 60 years, are down minimally to 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 insignificant with the exception of of the um of the tsunami which which was an earthquake that turned into a tsunami which killed a whole lot of people um but even that in in, you know kind of in context that you know what you see over and over again with this it's it's civilization catching up to the world um you know you could look at, at africa which is you know still developmentally behind the west and the rest of the world where they're still you know, millions of people who don't have proper roadways and, and, and water and all of that. But what you see is, is that, even, that they have made phenomenal gains in, in the past, you know, 50 years. And, and you can look at, 
there was a book that I'm, I, I read that was where I got most of this inspiration from. It was called Factfulness by a guy named Hans Rosling, who was just wonderful. And he was talking about how you know, the child death rate when he was born in, in the 50s in, in, in a Nordic country was about the same as what it is in some of the worst African countries, countries today. In other words, it's still bad compared by today's standard, but like as the world becomes civilized, and, and by that I mean things like roads and clean water and political systems that can make it so that a, a girl can be teach, taught how to read so she knows how to give her child a, 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 a medicine and, and to have distribution centers for medicine to be able to get to small villages around the world, you know, they're kind of, ca- it's like, they're catching up. They're civilizing by, by, by the terms that I'm using there. They're just doing it a little bit more slowly. And when you think of like evolutionary, where we've come for the, over the past, you know, even 100,000 years, 50, 60 years isn't too far behind us. Um, I think we see the same thing in, 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 in American communities, too. It's just some things happen a little bit more slowly. But it's positive news when you, when you look at it with, with, with not just at the horror, but at at the change of that over time. It's, it's actually, it's, it's really encouraging when you think about it. Yeah, I've seen like some that. amazing stats about how many hours a worker had to work back in the 50s to buy a, a TV or a refrigerator or something like that right. compared to how many hours they have to work today. And right. it's so much less today than it used to be. And that's not something that you're going to be aware of if you're 60 years old. You're not old enough to remember what it was like in the 50s. Right. No, it's true. I, I I remember complaining about buying a house 20 years ago to my dad. And he was like, he's like, you can't even buy the houses that I grew up in, (laughs) you know, with, with, with 800 square feet and a linoleum, linoleum floor and plastic on the, on the kitchen counters. He's like, you know, they don't, they don't build houses like that in America anymore. Um, um, You know, so sometimes the older people, the older they get, the the smarter they can. Well, you know, I always talk about it here. uh, One car garage. I've thought about writing a book called One Car Garages, because if you go back to the neighborhoods here in Pittsburgh that were rich rich neighborhoods back in the 50s, uh, early 60s, and still are really nice uh, affluent neighborhoods, they have one car garage. And and, uh, that's because everybody only had one car. And everybody's mother was at home, and yeah. and uh, two people didn't have to work in order to have the kind of lifestyle that you have today with one person working. So right. I got to ask All you right. before you go, though, Ken, uh, sure. uh, and you can find your YouTube. That they should check it. Uh, check out your YouTube. Uh, they can go to just Ken Lacourte on YouTube, and they'll find it. Yep. Okay. Um, so why does uh, CNN is you're an old Fox guy? So I had to ask you this before we go. Sure. CNN is talking about giving Gail King. $12 million a year to do a primetime show. She, her ratings on the CBS show are about as far down the toilet as you can get and still stay on the air. What do you yeah, make of that? Yeah, they've got some problems out there. I'm actually going to write a piece, since I, I worked for Roger Ailes basically my whole life. I'm going to write a piece on what would he would do if he, if he took over CNN. Because they're, they're talking about turning it more, to be honest, they're talking about turning it more fair and balanced, to turn it less as as advocacy as it as as it jumped into you know they they were always leaning liberal but I tell you in the last six years they went from from kind of leaning liberal to to completely advocating one political side yeah. and especially the one Donald Trump is on the other side of right right, right. Um, and they made a couple moves they got rid of Brian Stelter but then they like got Don Lemon and it's like okay well we'll take him out of the evening show we'll put him up in, into the uh, you know we'll put him up for 3 hours in the morning their numbers are completely in the trash mm-hmm. um, their latest numbers in March they had 473,000 average households watch or average people watching their prime time MSNBC which used to be a joke 7 years ago uh, was over a million and of course Fox was over 2 million so, I mean, the, the CNN has imploded and their, their, their new CEO is making talks like he's going to like he's, he's trying to, to make it more of a centrist, more of a news oriented thing again, as opposed to what it's become. Um, I just don't think he's he's having success in that. I don't think he's made any kind of bold enough moves to actually do it. And the concept he's looking at, he's looking at Charles Barkley and her. It's like. Is that what's going to save CNN? How you know it, it was? It was weird. Yeah. So well, uh, 
they don't know what they're doing is the short answer. And, <laughs> and they, they still be making money ironically, just because half of, of half of half of a good half or a little bit more of cable money that's coming in. Those are on long 10 year contracts that they make with the cable companies yeah. who pay them a monthly fee. Yep. So even if their ratings go into the toilet for a couple of years here and now, and, and you know what, when, if Trump gets nominated and becomes CNN's numbers are going to pop up again. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I, they're not, they're not dead because once he's back into the game and, 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 and the, and liberals are more fired up. I mean, it's, it's not all that much fun to watch a sports team when they keep losing. Right. <laughs> would well, you want to, would you want to go watch TV every day and watch like the, the big accomplishment that Joe Biden did this week? No, I no, mean, that's no. not like, like, Ooh, honey, stop. Oh, hold off dinner. We got to watch Anderson Cooper. <laughs> I mean, it's just not happening. Well, hey, but Trump gave it to him, right? Trump, yep. Trump fired him up. Trump was, Trump Don't was, take it was wonderful for 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 I'm, news entities i'm out of time oh. ken um and i i'm up against a break here i, I really appreciate yep, yep. you coming on we'll always have you on anytime Perfect. i appreciate it all right have a great one and thank you thank you that's ken lacourt we'll be right back with srn news i'm john scott President Biden described a bright future for Northern Ireland's economic potential during a speech in downtown Belfast. He said the progress is just beginning. A popular Democrat podcaster calling on Senator Dianne Feinstein to resign because her illness is holding up efforts to confirm President Biden's liberal judicial nominee. The 89-year-old Feinstein announced last month she was being hospitalized for shingles, but hopes to be back to work as soon as possible. Crooked Media co-founder John Lovett called on Feinstein to resign because her absence is holding up confirmations. Lovett notes leading Democrat Dick Durbin has said Feinstein's absence on the Judiciary Committee has left Democrats without the numbers they need to advance Biden nominees. Feinstein, the oldest member currently serving in the Senate, has already said she won't seek re-election when her term expires in 2024. Biden reporting. This is SRN News. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 98. 98, 98, and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. AM 1250, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt, The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Governor Glenn Youngkin joins me of Virginia. The Commonwealth leader is coming in to talk about what in the world is Virginia doing about providing the industrial capacity we need to build the ships we must have and soon. Glenn Youngkin on the future of the Navy in Virginia on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, tomorrow morning at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 at AM 1250. The Answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease. He ended up spending about the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon. Starlight doesn't just give items that hospitalized kids can use to keep themselves happy, but also memories, moments, and experiences which are so needed in times like these. 
they allow sick kids to just be kids for a little while. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part to creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. We'll see clear skies for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 52. Mostly sunny and warm tomorrow with temperatures approaching the record set back in 1941. It'll feel more like summer tomorrow. Stay hydrated. We'll see a high of 81. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 51. Very warm Friday with sunshine giving way to increasing clouds at a high of 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. I hate Twitter, um, and even though I'm on it way too much, and you can find me on this platform that I hate, at uh, Steiger World. And, um, and the reason I, I, I do it because I think it's a good way to promote the show. I, I have like close to 17,000 followers, which isn't a gigantic number, but it's 17,000 more people that I can reach and tell them what a wonderful show I have coming up, and it's also... Uh, you can find the show every night, uh, not long after we do it live here. You can find it up on Twitter, at Steigerworld. But uh, Twitter, and I, and I should say I hate Twitter a lot less than I used to hate Twitter since Elon Musk took over uh, because he's allowed conservatives to be on there and it's not as ridiculously uh, biased as it used to be. It's not just blatantly left-wing and anti-right-wing, although... There are a lot of people out there with a lot of complaints about what Elon Musk is doing. I, to be honest with you, don't pay enough attention, really, to know whether the the complaints are uh, justified. But Elon Musk, the one thing you have to say about him is that he's 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 kind of a truth speaker, and he he uh, he cuts to the chase, and he says things that upset people, but it's because. He's not afraid to speak the truth, and he doesn't worry about it hurting people's feelings. I mentioned in the open of the show that he's um, he reduced the workforce at Twitter by 80%. Imagine that. Think about the any place where you work, and a, a guy takes over the company, and within, what, six, eight months, 80% of the people you were working with don't work there anymore. And and the uh, the story is that they are now having positive cash flow as opposed to to losing $3 billion. So there was a lot of waste going on there, and Elon came in there, and there lots of people were saying that he was mean, and he obviously didn't have a clue what he was doing because all these valuable people at Twitter were going to be missed. Well, they're not missed. So anyway, this is uh, there's a guy named James Clayton. He works for the BBC. I don't know anything about him. Um, but he was out there saying that since Elon Musk took over Twitter, there's been a lot more hateful speech on on Twitter. And uh, he was doing a one-on-one interview with Elon Musk. And Elon, listen to Elon, he will press this guy, James Clayton. Just give me one example. Listen. Content you don't like or, or hateful? What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, just content that will solicit a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist, those kinds of those kinds of things. So you think if I'm, something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, n- no, is I'm that not, what you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm well, saying. I'm just curious. What you, I'm, I'm trying to understand what you mean by hateful con- content, and I'm asking for specific examples. Um, and if, and you just said that if something is slightly sexist, that's hateful content. Does that mean that it should be banned? Well, you've asked me. You've asked me whether my feed, whether it's got less or more. It, I'd say it's got slightly more. That's why I'm asking for examples. Can, right. you, can you name one example? I, I honestly don't. Use, I, I, honestly, you I don't can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why. Because I don't actually use that for you feed anymore. Because I, I just don't particularly like it. But you and said actually, you, a lot of people. A lot of people are quite similar. I, I, I only. Well, I only look well, at hang my, on a second. You said you've seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example. Not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And I. Well, I then how did you see the hateful content? Content. 
Because I've been I've been using I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen that you for you hateful content. I'm asking for one example. Right. And you I, can't I, give a single and, one. And, 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 and I'm saying I, I, then I, I say, sir, that you don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yes, because you can't give me a single example of hateful con content, not even one tweet, and yet you claimed that the hateful content was high. Well, that's a false. No, what I claimed, you just lied. What no no what I claim was. Uh, there are many uh, organizations that say that that kind of information is on the rise. Now, whether whether it has on my feed or example. not, I mean, I, right, and Literally if you, you look at something one. like the, the uh, Strategic Dialogue uh, Institute in the, in the UK, they will say that. So you, they, Look, people will say all sorts of nonsense. I'm literally asking for a right. single example, and you can't name one. Right, and as, as I've already said, I don't use that feed. But let's, well, then how let, would you know? That I don't you, think this is getting anywhere. You literally said you experienced more hateful content and then couldn't name a single example. Right, and as I said, I that's absurd. I haven't, I haven't actually looked at that feed. I then how would you know this hateful content? Because I'm saying that's what I saw a few weeks ago. I can't give you an exact example. Let's move on. We have, we only have a certain amount of time. Yeah, let's move on. I'm, uh, I'm getting killed here by Elon Musk. Uh, he's asking me for an example, and I can't give one. A typical liberal, he just knows, just in his gut, that there's hateful speech on Twitter. And he just knows it's there since Elon Musk took over because, you know, everybody said it would be if Elon took over. So that must have happened. So Elon Musk sits there across from him, one-on-one -on -one interview, and he says, okay, uh, where's the hateful speech? Well, I mean, uh, I haven't looked at the feed in three weeks. Well, okay, if you haven't looked at it, how do you know there's hateful speech there? Well, other people say it's there. Really? Well, what, what's an example of what they're pointing to as hateful speech? You can't do it. It's just, uh, it's great that Elon Musk took over Twitter, but it's also um, another reason why I hate Twitter. And, and it's, Twitter's bad for the planet. Not just Twitter, but all social media is, I don't think, a positive good for the planet. But it's not going anywhere, and sometimes you just have to deal with it. And one of the things I like to do when I go on vacation for a few days is I really enjoy not looking at Twitter. But I'll be looking at Twitter 15 minutes after I leave here tonight because I don't know if you realize it or not, but when you do a show like this, you're always looking for something to give you an idea to get a good guess. That's that's uh, that's how I've gotten many good guests. I'll see them put something up on Twitter, and then I figure out a way to contact them, and they show up here on the radio. So I'm not going to quit looking at Twitter, but I'm also not going to quit hating it. So that's where I am with Twitter. Now, I got something else here. <clears throat> you know who Justin Pearson is? He's one of the two Democrat uh, state representatives, two idiots, who uh, was one of the two who was expelled. Both of them now have been reinstated. They were um, expelled for their um, actions on the floor of the State House building in Nashville. They decided to show up with the protesters and lead them in the protest with bullhorns. Now, <clears throat> have you seen, have you ever watched on C-SPAN or just um, just watched a live hearing in Congress, U.S. Congress? And have you noticed how much, what, what, how sometimes ridiculously formal it is where you say, uh, I yield my time to the gentleman from or the gentle lady from, and you've seen it all. It's very formal. Sometimes it seems, you know, a little ridiculous. But if you're smart, you understand that that's, it is that way because that's how, they, that's how they avoid people just in the aisles screaming at each other and, I don't know, maybe showing up with a bullhorn. Maybe that's why they do that stuff because that's not what you do in a legislative body. You can't have somebody, you know, every other Tuesday show up with the bullhorn message of the week and say, uh, I'm upset and I'm, I'm with these people here. They, they think that uh, you'd never see it happen with people that, that uh, think the taxes are too high. You won't see anybody show up with a bullhorn for that. But this was about the shootings in Nashville and gun control and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, this guy is Justin Pearson. He's a young guy. He's one of the Democrats. Now, I want you to listen to this because it's both, and both of these people speaking are actually him. He was a college student at Bodine College up in Massachusetts, and he was running for the uh, student body president. Uh, and he, he cut a video. And again, the radio doesn't necessarily do it justice because if, in the first part of this soundbite, 
you're going to hear Justin Pearson, and he's just picture him. He's wearing a really nice suit, okay, and his his hair's short, and he looks very clean cut and ready to go work in an office somewhere. That's him, but it's also him in the second part of this soundbite, and he's got a gigantic afro, and he's uh, looking. He's got kind of a uh, a, well, he's just he's going for a look. Just put it put it that way, of like a um, a militant look for him, and that's okay. He's allowed to do that. I don't care. But what 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 is interesting here is listen to the way he was speaking when he was in college five or six years ago, and listen to how he has become all of a sudden since he's become famous for being an idiot. Listen to how he uh, now takes on Martin Luther King uh, tendencies. Listen to this. Justin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I want to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boone Democrats to the Boone Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative, in order that we can reach a point of sort of the radical middle. Seem like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But all oh, that was good news for us. I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last. But oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. Now, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an act. The guy is a, he's putting on a show. It's just so stupid. And, and yeah, you can say what you want about his cause. He wants more gun control, and he thinks that's going to help. And, you know, I know it's not, and you know it's, probably know it's not. But, he's you know, he's allowed. He's 20-some years old, and he's, he's still young, and he's an idiot. But it's one thing to be that, but... Someone from the Martin Luther King family should sue him for 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 the imitation, and he was all over the place doing that. By the way, that's just one place where he was caught speaking, and he was speaking to the to the crowd there, to the protesters. But um, and of course, the media love him. He's I think he's already been on uh, Good Morning America. Um, he's uh, the, uh, Kamala Harris went to visit the three of them. She didn't stop in and see the two cops who shot the shooter in Nashville, and she didn't stop into the school where the three kids were shot and the three other adults were shot and killed. She wasn't. She didn't have time for that, but she stopped and and talked to uh, these three idiots. But she's also the person who went and I can't remember the guy's name in uh, Wisconsin, the guy who shot, uh, who was shot in the back in the car trying to get the knife, uh, and he he was a he was a a, a guy who had abused his. Um, his wife and he was there when he was uh, when there was a restraining order against him and he was shot and it turned out that he deserved to be shot. He was reaching for something inside the car. She came. Uh, Kamala went to the hospital and told him she was proud of him. That's what she did uh, with him. So that, that's who you're dealing with. And now we're, we have people um, doing Martin Luther King impersonations over defending themselves while defending themselves for being absolute total morons and and having a having a bullhorn in a in a legislative body and thinking that you're the same as the protesters and there's not some kind of a barrier between the two you can support the protesters but you can't show up and strip naked you know to 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 drive it, to draw attention to yourself because you know, that's what they're doing. You're supposed to be a little different, and they're supposed to be, you know, decorum in the in the uh, legislative uh, body. Okay, I got one more thing here. Got time for it, Mike? Okay, this is um, you know uh, the big guys in Ireland. He's telling everybody over there that he probably got his education and with the Irish Catholics, just like he said he was educated in the black churches and synagogues and I don't know where else. But he's over there in Ireland, so the, the media, the, the Washington media, wanted to find out if there was going to be a press conference either before he went or while he was there, and they were kind of wondering why he doesn't do more press conferences, and they uh, were asking Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre, the communications department intern, listen to this. Do you expect a news conference on this trip? I'm sure the press corps would be interested in one. <laughs> I, I don't expect there will be a, a news conference on this trip. 
four-day uh, trip to two countries. You know, why can't the president take questions from the press? Right now, we just don't have anything on the books for a press conference at this moment. Uh, the president always loves to take your questions, shout at questions. No, but no. Uh, you mentioned that the decision whether to hold a two-by-two here at the White House is made um, by both uh, the administration as well as the visiting party. But is the decision whether to have a press conference abroad mm -hmm. in Ireland a unilateral decision, or are the Irish weighing in on that too? No, I, I think I was very clear. I said when it comes to a press conference, a uh, standalone press conference, which just does not uh, include the country, we just that is we just don't have a decision. Well, we're just not going to happen. It's not in the books to happen on this trip. But it's your decision alone, right? It's the a, Irish it's, aren't weighing. I mean, if it's the press conference that the president is leading on his own, yes, it's a standalone. That's why I said a standalone press conference that is not happening on this trip. I'm just not hearing a reason why you're not having one then, because looks to not have one here, you're saying it's because it's not just up no, to No, I didn't say that. I represent a news organization that owns 113 television stations, and a question that I'm often asked, and I don't know the answer to, so I'll ask you that question. Uh, is the administration trying to protect the president from our questions? Uh, please, I answer Absolutely that question. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So why the lack of any interaction in a formal setting to have a press conference? The president's predecessor, uh, President yeah. Obama, President George W. Bush. Uh, I've been here long enough to have covered President Bill Clinton. This is not the norm. The norm is we do get an opportunity to ask the questions to the president about domestic and foreign policy issues in a formal setting at some point. Uh, and you choose that point, but we haven't had that opportunity in quite some time. Listen to the stupidity of that whole exchange there. Uh, can you tell us why the president isn't having a press conference? Well, there is no press conference on the books. Uh, yeah, but why isn't he having a press conference? Well, you know, we don't have a, we don't have a press conference on the books right now. That's not that's not in the plan. But why is he not having? Because we don't have one on the plan. And this is what they go through every day with this person. And I, I I have to say I have sympathy for her because she has a job. She has a. Uh, she's in a game she can't win. She's trying to defend this idiot who's the president, and and uh, and who knows what he's going to say next. And she's trying to trying to cover for him every single minute of every day. I'll be right back. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, Salem Surround has an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Battling for years and years stuck in the endless cycle of minimum payments could take decades. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Total Financial now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 
800-533-6605. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. I'm guessing you know the story of Riley Gaines. She's the swimmer from uh, Kentucky who had to uh, compete against uh, a man named Leah Thomas in the w- in the NCAA swimming championships and finished. I guess he ended up. She ended up tying him, but she uh, um, she was assaulted, harassed, uh, attacked, cornered maybe even held hostage by a group of protesters at San Francisco State University uh, a few days ago, last week, I guess. But here's what's interesting about it. And then you would think that's a pretty in- interesting story, pretty important story. Uh, ESPN has not mentioned it, did not mention that this happened. Now, again, th- if, if this happened, if, 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 if Riley Gaines were a, a black a student who was speaking about what she considered to be oppression of black students or, or black athletes or whatever, legitimate cause or not, and this happened, it would be, not only would it be mentioned by ESPN, but it would be the lead story, and they'd be, they, would, they would beat it to death to make sure they got enough coverage. Zero coverage on ESPN of Riley Gaines. Now, and this is the, this is the, the whole thing, the main thing she's complaining about is Leah Thomas, a man who swam against women, and guess what ESPN did with Leah Thomas? Well, they had a thing for Women's History Month last month, and they honored Leah Thomas uh, as uh, a part of its Women's History Month for calling himself a woman and swimming in a pool, He and then beating women. He was uh, honored as part of its Women's History Month campaign, but no mention of Riley Gaines. ESPN, that's a joke. Sorry. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.